you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky Rhett back with you. And guys, we have uh, we have some games we want to get to. Normally, we do a, a few games at the top of the show. Right. But I think there was one game that stands above all the rest. I think it was the best game we've seen so far in the NFL this season, the 2022 season. And I, I think it deserves all of our attention. Uh, I think we jump right in on Vikings Bills, fellas. And uh, and let's just let's dig deep on this one. Bucky, are we in agreement here that this is worthy of standing alone as the best game of the year? Game of the year thus far. Well, absolutely. I th- yeah, I think so. I think it was the best game that we've seen this season. It was great. No doubt. All right, let me get us started here. There's a lot of different angles you want to hit this. To me, I'm going to start with Justin Jefferson. Uh, not only was it the catch of the day, the catch of the season, I don't know that I've ever seen a better catch than he made 
uh, in this game. But I went back and watched going through this entire game. It wasn't just the fourth and 18, the unbelievable one-handed catch that he made, but there were also so many key third downs. Let me let me rattle these off for you in this game. He had a third and 11 conversion on a dig. He had a third and three on a touchdown on a fade you just saw a second ago. Another third and seven uh, conversion on a dig. The fourth and 18 on that deep corner slash uh, deep out, the one-handed catch, that was fourth and 18. He had a third and 10 late in the game with a corner that he converted. The third and six, he got it down to the five. They thought he scored. He was one yard short. But I, I don't know that I've seen a game where a guy dominated like this at the wide receiver position. Uh, and Rhett, when we talk about the definition of a number one, it's when everybody in the stadium knows where the football's going and you can't do a darn thing about it. That was a quintessential number one wide receiver performance by Justin Jefferson. Yeah, even when a defensive back has two hands on the football and you get a couple of fingers of one hand and really don't bring it in with two until you're all the way down to the ground. You want to talk about core strength. You want to talk about just physicality. And I mean, it's the best contested one-handed catch I think we've ever seen. You just don't see stuff like that with Justin Jefferson. But I think they were in that position. And obviously, that you know, the late game sequence of events there is pretty important. I want to ask you guys a couple of questions here as we go through some of the events that led to the uh, ultimate drama in this game. You know, obviously, we can go back to the, you know, the fourth and goals there at the end for the Vikings, which has resulted in the, the Bills getting the ball inside their own one. We'll get to that here in a second. But I want to go all the way back to another fourth down call. And look, Hindsight is 2020. Everybody's coaching, trying to put their teams in the best positions possible to win games. We all get that. Sean McDermott's faced with a fourth and two from the Vikings seven earlier in the fourth quarter. They're up 27 to 17. They're up 10 points. DJ question. You know, you got Josh Allen who can make anything happen at any time, but you got an opportunity to go up 13 points here. I know that's tough for you to probably answer considering the way Brandon Staley usually answers those types of questions covering all the Chargers <laughs> games, which we'll get to here in a bit. You go for it at that point. I know it resulted in an interception and, and you can kind of take the results out of it, but taking the points at 13 really changes the landscape of this game all the way down the stretch and probably prevents the thing from going into overtime if you think about it. But you give consideration each to that to going for that field goal there instead of going he, for it on fourth and two up 10 he thought he could end the game because if you convert that you get the yep. touchdown now you're up three scores the yep. game's basically over so it was a chance they thought they could go win the football game at that point in time I was just surprised it didn't involve Josh Allen on a design quarterback run because two right. yards three yards anytime he wants that when he's in the shotgun nobody's been able to stop that so I understood yeah. the decision. I get the result didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but I, I understood what he was trying to do. And then next one for you, Bucky, as we go all the way back down. So the Vikings then take that interception. Look, I don't think the interception really mattered. I mean, look, they just they didn't get it, right? The, the, the Vikings were going to get the ball on downs either way you cut it. They end up getting a little extra field position out of the Patrick Peterson return. They go all the way down, um, and then you come back, and they're going. They're down three, or they're down seven, right? And they're going for it on fourth and goal. They're trying to get it. You know, they don't get it. Cousins doesn't sneak it. So Bill's defense makes a big stop. That's great. So now you got about 40 seconds left in the ball game. All you got to do is snap it, lunge forward for the win. Look, which is easier said than done, but Bucky, as a head coach, you know this. You practice all these situations. Every one of these situations practiced each and every week. Do you consider at all taking the safety there? Because there was still a fair amount of time left where if you give them the two, 
um, you know, you still have an opportunity for them to come down and get the field goal. Like, what, what's your thought um, on uh, maybe taking a safety instead of trying to sneak there at the end with Josh Allen? Look, in theory, you would consider taking a safety, but not so early, not at the beginning of the thing to give them the ball right back after they jam off the field. Uh, you would like to think that a quarterback center exchange is something that's automatic. Uh, if anything, I'm, I'm probably more on Josh Allen in the center in terms of, hey, that has to be automatic. We can't have those drop snaps in that moment. But you have to remember the Buffalo Bills operate primarily out of shotgun. And so in a critical right. moment when you just need something that's routine, you should be able to execute that. If anything, I'm mad at myself for putting Josh Allen in a situation where maybe I set him up for failure by giving him something that he hasn't really repped enough to be able to do it, particularly if he didn't practice all week. Yeah, Buck, to me, this game as we're looking at it, and you can talk about the decision-making process, but red zone turnovers, this is not something new. We've yeah. seen with Josh Allen the last couple of weeks here. After the whole beginning of his career, he never turned the football over down there in the red zone. But those were pivotal plays mm -hmm. that really kind of changed the football game. Not used to seeing that from Josh, but I'd love to get your thought on it because you're watching it, and I know he's incredible, and he's so much of this offense. He is their offense. But it's sometimes I, I wonder almost they could help him a little bit and just be like, hey, let's – we can dial it back a little bit. We got to dial the aggressiveness back just just a little bit. Yeah, no, this has been a problem though, DJ. This is going all the way back to the Packers game. Uh, the last three games, he has seven turnovers. And what you're beginning to worry about when it comes to Josh Allen is, is he kind of falling back into old habits where the gunslinger is showing up more so than the playmaker and all the things that he brings to the table as a dual threat uh, playmaker you love. Like you love the big arm talent. You love the ability to make plays with his legs. You love the fearlessness that he plays with. However, we're at a point now where, like you're mentioning, we might need to dial some of this back. And some of this is us having conversations with Josh Allen saying, hey, just take care of the ball. We know the ball is the number one issue when it comes to winning and losing games. The other thing is, as a play caller, how can I protect him? Can I call plays that are a little safer in design? So there, it minimizes some of the risk of the turnovers. But what we can't do is we can't have Josh Allen turning the ball over, particularly when we have points or what should be certain points on the board. He has to eliminate those red zone errors because the red zone errors are killing the Buffalo Bills. And now you're talking about a team that has gone from being the heavyweights, the favorites in the AFC, to now they got a little work to do. And so you begin to wonder, yeah. can they get their confidence back? Can Josh Allen get his confidence back? to get them back to playing at the level they were playing at, at the beginning of the year. Well, and guys, doesn't it kind of feel like every throw, every decision, especially late, even every play call. And when, when Josh has the ball in his hands, it's like, it's like he's trying to win the game on every throw, on every play, on every run, finishing every run. And you don't want to take that mentality out of the game. I certainly understand that with him. Um, it's, it's a really fine line. It's a tough balance. I think you got to find there and I feel like sometimes some of those decisions and some of those play calls maybe enables that feeling where he's got to go out there and play that kind of ball where if he doesn't get it done, nobody else is going to, and that mentality, I, I think, you know, you like that edge that you play with, but again, when you see it start to turn into some of these turnovers, wonder, all right, you know, like you guys are talking about, maybe it's time to dial it back here. And uh, falling back is kind of where we've seen the Bills go now. Um, they have now lost three games. They've gone from first place in the division to third. And they have lost head-to-head matchups with the two teams in front of them right now, and the Jets and the Dolphins. They've gone from first place in the AFC to sixth place uh, in the AFC. Look, this is still a playoff team. This is still a Super Bowl contender. It's just time to kind of understand, recalibrate just a little bit here down the stretch 
as they make this push uh, through these final eight weeks of the regular season. I don't think anybody thinks that this team is written off by any stretch. Now, for the Vikings, though, you got to feel pretty darn good about where you're at. Winning seven consecutive games by one possession, eight points or less, all of those those seven games on this win streak uh, have come by, which is, you know, ties an NFL record. Um, And it just puts the Vikings squarely in a position where they were on the flip side of that kind of streak the last couple of years. So I think you got to like it from a big picture perspective where the Vikings are. And then obviously just understanding that the Bills are still right there. They just got to clean up a few things. Yeah, and on the Vikings, just to spin it forward. Yeah, the Bills are um, right there. This is a team now that's going to be home, Buck. They're going to be home for Dallas, New England, and the Jets. Those are three teams above 500. Those are three competitive teams, but they're going to be all uh, coming to their place there in Minnesota. Let, I think I think people are still a little bit hesitant to buy in, even though they've rattled off all these wins, these close wins. You still feel a little reluctance of people to buy in. Buck, if they take care of business at home the next three weeks with Dallas, New England, and the Jets, uh, I they're they're sitting more than pretty. Uh, they could be there in the catbird seat right there with them. And they might win the division by, by then. The they're only lost this season. Yeah. You talk about it. Like you're talking about a very real thing. I think they played five of their next six at the house. So that gives them a chance to really separate and kind of put uh, some space between them and others. And the only team they're looking up at right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles have the tough NFC East to deal with. And so when I'm looking at the Minnesota Vikings and the job that Kevin O'Connell and his staff have done, they've really done a good job of getting this team to understand how to play complimentary football, how to understand situational football in terms of they win the key moments. They're winning third now, they're winning in the red zone, they win in the fourth quarter, and obviously they won in overtime. They understand how to close games out. And there is a confidence that comes with winning games like that. And the fact that they've won six or seven games in that fashion, this is going to be a tough team to knock out because they believe they always can come back. They're always in the game. They know how to close it. That's, that's tough. It's going to be tough to knock these team, this team out in the NFC tournament. Right, no doubt. Um, all right, that was just uh, one game. We had to blow it out on that one because it was such an incredible game, the best game of the year. But we have plenty more action to get to. We're going to jump in. Cowboys, Packers, Lions, Bears, Seahawks, Bucks, just a few of the games we're going to dig into when we get back right after this break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, 
during and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available on the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 a month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. All right, let's get to the big three, guys, the big three games of the week. And we're going to start off with a, a matchup that has a little history between these two teams, the Cowboys and the Packers. You've got your head coach going back to Green Bay and Mike McCarthy uh, the Dallas Cowboys could not get it done, though. The Green Bay Packers stopped their slide. They overcome a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit, and they get the win. Bucky, biggest takeaway on this one? Biggest takeaway for me is the Cowboys' inability to finish. The Cowboys had the game in hand. The game was under control. They allowed the Green Bay Packers to get back in the mix. And so if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm worried about my team lacking the maturity needed to be a championship team. This is a game where they had it under control. They had plenty of opportunities to go up and really knock the Green Bay Packers out. Dak Prescott has an interception in the red zone. They don't finish the way they want to finish in terms of being able to run the ball with the kind of authority that we're used to seeing the Cowboys run with. So if I'm Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff, I'm in the Monday meetings trying to figure out how this team can just learn how to finish and seize the opportunity because they let one slip. And with the Giants winning and the Eagles being the Eagles, Right now, you're the Cowboys. You're third in the NFC East. You do not want to be in that position. Well, Christian Watson is, to me, the biggest reason why the Packers made that comeback against the Dallas Cowboys. And look, the game kind of started off fairly inauspiciously for the rookie wide receiver from North Dakota State, whom the Packers traded up in the second round to go get. And it kind of mirrors, like this story for Christian Watson kind of mirrors his story coming out of high school in Florida. He was, you know, very lightly recruited kid. Most of the schools that were coming down to watch his high school were watching other players. And then North Dakota state ends up who's this skinny lanky kid uh, who, you know, has his growth spurt develops into this phenomenal athlete with this huge frame, a six foot four, you know, 200 something pound four, three 40 type of player. But then he was injured all the training camp. He was injured all preseason. He's injured for three games of this regular season, had just 10 catches and 88 yards coming into this game. 
everybody else was talking about Romeo Dobbs and even Samore Torre uh, as the other two wide receivers that the Packers had drafted. And in this game, he drops the first target from Aaron Rodgers, deep throw over the middle. He drops the second target from Aaron Rodgers. And then on the third, Rodgers goes back to him on a third and one. And he ends up coming up with that huge over-the-shoulder catch, which, by the way, is a very similar catch uh, and route being run on on a goal ball from Rodgers that he dropped earlier in the season. So it all kind of starts to come together for Watson after that touchdown. Now, he still has some rookie moments, right? Later in the game, on a fourth and short, he doesn't think he's getting the ball, kind of pulls up, stops running. Meanwhile, the ball's flying over his head, and Rodgers was targeting him uh, on that ball. And you can see the frustration on Rodgers' face. But again. The, the commitment to go back to him. And he goes back to him in two big spots on, on two more explosive play type of touchdowns. Uh, the second one brings the Packers within seven. And then the third to tie it, he basically just uses that elite speed to beat the Cowboys defense across their face, crossing the field into the end zone. Um, really, really incredible game. Uh, so he has four catches, three touchdowns in this game. And it felt like, man, all right, now, This is the breakout for Christian Watson. This is the time now where Rodgers can really start to trust him in these big moments and might be giving the Packers that kind of production that they sorely need at that position. Yeah, they ran the ball really well, too. I mean, just kind of put a bow on it there. 24 for a buck, 38 for Aaron Jones. A lot of those runs, and you break them down, a lot of toss, both from the gun and from under center. I love watching the toss from the gun, by the way. You put him in the side saddle, you toss it, you're able to pin and pull, you crack with the wide receiver, you pull with the tight end, you pull with the tackle. You get him out there in space. Uh, that was a big part of their performance here. Again, 20 pass attempts for Rodgers, 39 rushing attempts. So that's the formula that they've identified as their way to win games right now. It's different, uh, but it absolutely worked in this one against the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's get to game number two here. Lions-Bears in a wild game. Another uh, big-time performance from Justin Fields. And, Buck, I know you're going to get to him in a second. But I want to start with another rookie, and that's for the Lions. Aiden Hutchinson... He's on his way to a double-digit sack season, and he picked the right time in this one to collect a sack. This is inside two minutes. He gets a little pop-separate, little push-pull move, and ends up getting fields on the ground. It was a closer performance. You see the numbers. There are eight tackles and a sack. Um, He just has found a way to make impact plays. Picks off Aaron Rodgers. Now he comes back, gets a sack of Justin Fields to help ice the game. I I like what I've seen from Aiden Hutchinson. And, Buck, I think the big thing is they've stood him up something he was very adamant about wanting to do uh, coming out of University of Michigan. His hand was down early in the year. They finally got him standing up, and he looks like a completely different football player. Yeah, yeah, Deej, he really does. Um, and, you know, like I think we're, we're really starting to see that come on with Aiden Hutchinson for sure. And another young player that I want to talk about briefly on the other side in, in, in a losing effort is really starting to come on, and that's Cole Komet, the tight end uh, for the Chicago Bears. And it, it feels like with Justin Fields continued develop an evolution within this offense these last three or four weeks. Cole Komet has also been a big part of it. And, you know, when you look at his production in this game, um, I mean, he, he's been phenomenal. A couple, another couple of touchdowns in this game. Um, you go back the last two weeks, 12 targets, nine receptions. All nine of those catches, DJ, either go for touchdown or first down. So Justin Fields know he knows now he has someone he can really trust, especially in the middle of the field with Cole Komet. And, and look, I know it's not similar. It's not the exact same, but it kind of feels like the same trust developing between a quarterback that can use his athleticism to make plays and then find his tight end over the middle with, with Fields and Komet like 
Lamar Jackson can do with Mark Andrews when those two guys are at their best. It feels just a little congruent. I know they're not necessarily used in the same way, not running things the exact same way, but I think you see the same type of impact with that tight end position for field as you do with Lamar in Baltimore. Yeah, you just people forget how big Cole Komet is. Um, Cole Komet coming out, 6056, 262 pounds. That is a big physical target. I'm going back through my notes. You know, they used him in line. They used him flexed out. Had a huge catch radius. Uh, physical yards after catch. Excellent as a down blocker. Excellent in combos. Excellent in pass pro. This is a true, you know, combo tight end. A true wide tight end, which yeah. have become increasingly harder to find. That's going to be a big piece of their of their offense going forward. So I think that's outstanding. I know Buck had some camera issues, so I'll just touch on Fields real quick here, uh, sure. Rhett. Justin. You know, look, he's he's creating dynamic plays with his legs. He continues to do that. And now what they're realizing is once he does do that, now you're getting everything sucked up. Your eyes are on him, and you're able to sneak some of those crossers. You're able to get some guys open down the field, and he's producing some big plays. Obviously, the pick six to his college teammate in Okuda, he'd like to have back trying to force that ball. <laughs> but I'm seeing the confidence with Justin Fields grow every single time he's out on the football field. And for a Bears team that's 3-7, and seven, he sure is providing an awful lot of hope. Man, it's fun to watch, too. I mean, like, this offense was just such a difficult, like, such a frustrating watch for weeks, even this season. You know, you go back to that Thursday night football game uh, against the Commanders, and you're just like, man, they, are they using him the right way? Do they have him going in the right fashion? And, and it just it didn't seem like it was working. And then since then, man, it's like it's been a whole different group, you know, and he's been a, a entirely different quarterback. So. I love the idea of improving and figuring things out midseason, right? You just kind of understand you, you're trying to get through each week and game plan each week. But once you start seeing those, those stones laid and you're kind of making those steps uh, each and every week, it's always fun to watch a team kind of get better through the course of the season. And that feels like offensively that that's what we're seeing with Justin Fields in Chicago. No doubt. Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. And again, all you want is to be able to dream on the future of what you can have. There. Yes. I think the Chicago fans are able to do that. Uh, all right, let's go from Illinois. Let's uh, let's go to Germany uh, with the next game okay. at a big three here. The Seahawks, the Bucks, and oh, a wildly entertaining game, and not just because our buddies uh, from NFL Game Day Morning were calling the game. They did a great job, by the way. Uh, but a fun, entertaining game where the Buccaneers are able to hold on there against the Seahawks. And to me, and we'll get to you can talk about Tom Brady and talk about this Bucks defense, but to me, this was Rashad White, kind of a introduction uh, of him to the national audience with what he was able to do, really to close this football game out. He is an upright, gliding runner, but he has got excellent acceleration. He's able to kind of pick and slide, then he gets his legs up through and was able to produce some explosive runs. An outstanding day uh, for him. I, I went back and looked at my notes on him as somebody coming out of college. People forgetting that in the pandemic year in 2020, Rhett, this dude averaged 10 yards a carry at Arizona State. <laughs> um, and that gliding style, that kind of effortless, smooth, upright running style, it's translated, and it was uh, it was punctuated with that nasty stiff arm he delivered down the field. Yeah, you're going to see that a few more times this season, uh, I think, and probably on Good Morning Football later this week. Um, so it was pretty. Th that was fun to watch, and and again, it just kind of reminds us as we begin to to look towards January and turning the calendar into draft season when we're doing this, man. You know, like it, it's more than just like the Kenneth Walkers of the world as we were evaluating last year when it comes to the running back spot. And two years ago, when we saw Eli Mitchell make that run at a thousand yards for the San Francisco 49ers, which we'll talk about again here in a little bit. And these running backs 
you know, you can find some late and, and look, the Bucks have taken their swings on a few and it hasn't necessarily worked out. Keyshawn Vaughn, still a young player, but Rashad White has clearly picked up that kind of number two back role with Leonard Fournette might step into a much bigger role now with Fournette uh, banged up. I want to flip the script, though, to the run game on the defensive side of the ball for the Bucks here, DJ, because, you know, there were times during this this season of struggle for the Bucks early where things that they could ordinarily count on weren't showing up. And what was it last year in the last couple of years for the Bucks? It's been run defense, suffocating defense, right? It just hadn't shown up, right? And then last week, you kind of started to see it against the Rams. Vita Vea, as you highlighted uh, on this program last week, you know, it was just a, an absolute force, dominated the interior. The Rams had no answer for him. They were able to stop uh, the Rams on three straight downs, get the ball back to Tom Brady for him to go ahead uh, come down and make that game-winning touchdown drive. And then in this game against the Seahawks in Germany, Vita Vey is there. And you know what this all kind of times out to? The return of Akeem Hicks in that maybe Indomitian Sioux type role as a running mate with Vita Vea up there in the interior, kind of helping clog things, clean uh, things up a little bit. But the Seahawks come in as one of the most uh, devastating run teams on offense in football. I mean, they, Kenneth Walker is running right towards Offensive Rookie of the Year, and the Bucks absolutely shut him down. They've got nine stops for loss or no gain each of the last two weeks. Uh, you know, Vito Vea again was a beast. So was Akeem Hicks, as I mentioned. But I think you got to tip your cap to Devin White in this game. He was all up in the Seahawks business on this one, on every play, always around the football. And then you find out more about his story this week. Found out he lost his dad. His dad passed away and he got that news as he was getting set to board the plane to go to Germany and is able to focus in and kind of use that team brotherhood in that locker room to kind of keep himself going. And man, was he a maniac out there. And uh, it was just like, it was really fun to watch. Kenneth Walker's most productive run was his first one for four yards. That's a dang good day on run defense for the Bucs. No doubt. And we're going to talk about some other interior defensive linemen a little bit later on in the show because it's, it's shown to be incredibly important to have yes. one of those game wreckers in the middle of your defensive front. It's uh, something we're going to jump into a little bit later. I'll just tag it with this and we'll take a break here. You look at Seattle, you, you've got San Francisco that's nipping at your heels. San Francisco, who we're going to get into in this next block, they're getting healthy and they look like they could be the team to beat in this division. But Seattle's next three games, Vegas, the very struggling Rams team and a Carolina Panthers team that's already fired their coach. They're sitting right now with six and four. They could very easily wake up and be nine and four when they host the 49ers on Thursday night, a short week at home, which will be a challenge for San Francisco. So everything's still there for the Seattle Seahawks. They're still in great shape. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that 49er Charger game on Sunday night, as well as a team that's uh, running the AFC West right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, and what makes them special. We'll dig into that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, Rhett, let's jump back in here. Uh, Buck had some some technical difficulties, so we're going to miss him for the rest of the episode. He'll be back tomorrow. Um, I want to talk about the uh, Chargers-Niners game I was at last night. Um, An interesting game. Chargers had control of the game for the majority of the first half, couldn't quite finish some drives, had to settle for some field goals. Um, But then the second half, the uh, the 49ers took over the football game. They ended up shutting out the Chargers in the second half. The Chargers amassed about 50 yards of offense there in the second half. Now, I want to get to the Niners' side of it in just a second, but when you look at the Chargers' side of it, I know some people have been a little bit critical of Justin Herbert, but I mean, when you're at these games and you see you're out, your two starting tackles, your top three receivers, and then Gerald Everett, your top tight end, gets hurt in the first half. I mean, it, I don't know what you expect is going to happen against arguably the best defense in the league, the 49ers. And the reason why this is the best defense in the league, Nick Bosa is the star up front. The rest of that group, though, they're not household names with Eric Armstead not playing in this one. But they play that jet front, that wide nine attacking front, and they play with their hair on fire, just like the Jets do, the same exact scheme. They roll guys through. They keep them fresh. You've got playmakers at the second and third level with Warner and, and Hufunga. I mean, it's a it's a really, really good defense with a lot of depth, and they play incredibly fast. And, Rhett, one thing that they do, it's just kind of indicative of the way that they play, and I love it, is that if you're a defensive lineman, 
and you feel screen, right? You're, you're rushing and you feel the tackle was not setting you heavy. You can kind of sense, okay, he's letting me go. This is a screen. While a lot of teams at that point in time, you'll see guys kind of play in the no man's land. You're kind of halfway to the quarterback. You don't want to, you don't yeah. want to take the cheese, but then you're not close enough to get back to make the play on the back, and you're kind of a no man's land. The way the 49ers and some of these aggressive fronts are playing this, anytime you get an opportunity to hit the quarterback full speed, go hit him. That that let let somebody else clean up the screen. But it is a style of play that I love watching. It's just it literally is the Robert Sala like all gas no breaks. That's what this scheme is. And I would think players would be tripping over each other, fighting over each other to want to go play for teams that run the fronts that you see here, as well as with the Jets. It's just an attacking front, and it's fun to watch. And that's it's as good a defense as there is in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's doing an awesome job. He is going to be a popular man when it comes to head coaching interviews at the end of this season. Uh, no question, kind of already has that buzz about him, even going back to last offseason. And, and, you know, you just work down the line on that staff. Like one of the common threads between that the Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan staff was, you know, defensive line coach Chris Kasurik, you know, who we we've talked about many times as yep. one of the best. And like that, that front line, I mean, like those guys up front, they play with his mentality. And if you've ever seen that dude coach, uh, you know it is all gas, no breaks, uh, <laughs> when they're out there on the field. And so like they play with that kind of mentality, and it it is so fun to watch. And like, don't you feel like just a little bit of um of uh, of similarity and a little bit of congruence with the way that the Rams attacked their roster these last couple of years with how the 49ers have also kind of attacked their roster. You go back to like big swings for guys like Trent Williams, right? Uh, for a guy like Christian McCaffrey this year, even, you know, a guy like uh, Trey Lance, like Trey Lance was essentially supposed to be their math, the Rams, Matthew Stafford just a much younger version, right? Because they traded all that draft capital to go get him, which forced them to hit on players with picks further down the draft board. You know, second, third round, sure. Debo Samuel, second round guy. That was a few years ago. Yeah, they have first round picks up there. As you mentioned, Eric Armstead, you mentioned Nick Bosa, um, even, you know, Brandon Ayuk. But go further down the line these last couple of years. Uh, Hufunga, fifth round pick a year ago. Diamador Lenore, who's playing a ton of reps out at cornerback this year, fifth round pick couple of years ago. Spencer Burford from UTSA, a big right guard playing for them. Fourth round pick this past year as a rookie. Like the importance of hitting on those day two picks, uh, those day three picks, those early day three picks. I mean, it's just so big when you're spending those big draft resources to go out and get proven commodities. Elijah Mitchell. I mean, you know, the sixth rounder a couple of years ago, like they, they have found, and John Lynch and, and, and his scouting staff and his personnel staff, man, they do, uh, Adam Peters, that whole group, they do a great job up there at, at identifying that type of talent that's going to be, be able to come in there and compete and contribute right away. And it's a big reason why they're in a great spot here. Yeah, I know they've done a nice job. And keep in mind, going into this next draft and talking to some of their guys on the field before the game, no first-round pick. Uh, that's in the Trey Lance uh, deal, I believe. That's So no first-round pick coming up. No second-round pick. That's Christian McCaffrey. But I do believe they have a bunch of comps. So I think they're going to have eight or nine picks total in the draft, even though um, they're going to be missing those top two picks. But it's going to be important on them to keep that up, keep that track record up of hitting on those non-first-round picks. Uh, all right, Jags and Chiefs. I just want to make one point on this game, uh, and we can go through this quickly, Rhett. But I'm watching the tape of this, and I'm watching this Kansas City Chiefs defense and their pass rush. And Chris Jones, now they're able to just dominate and wreck guards inside. Then they kick him outside, let him get after the tackles a little bit. But it got me thinking, you know, I was talking to a head coach in the league about this, about the importance of having a dominant interior rusher. 
you can look at what Aaron Donald did last year in leading the Rams on the way to the Super Bowl. And look at some of the teams that are doing well this year. Chris Jones, who we're looking at here with the Chiefs, is as dominant as it gets inside, completely ruins games. You look at Jeffrey Simmons, the job he's done for the Tennessee Titans, same exact thing. Javon Hargrave has been dominant as a pass rusher, interior pass rusher for the Eagles. Dexter Lawrence with the Giants and their surprising start. Quinnen Williams in the same town there with the Jets. What he's done to spark that defense. Vita Vea continues to do his thing. We talked about him a little bit earlier on in the show. But, uh, man, it is when you have one of those guys, you can kick protection over. You can slide backs and tight ends to kind of help you out uh, with some of these edge rushers. But when you get a game wrecker inside and they can manipulate your protection and fan you out and isolate those guys on centers and guards, man, it is uh, – it is very, very tough to, to be a competitive offense when you get the game wrecked by those guys. And I think that's going to be another really intriguing draft storyline for us as we move forward, as we kind of follow trend lines in the, you know, in the NFL right now on Sundays and on game days, is to see how teams evaluate those types of players on Saturdays and what kind of emphasis they put on them uh, when we get into the spring, when we get into pro days and we start looking at that. I mean, I saw a couple of them. Uh, up close and personal this year, calling games. And I mean, Michigan's Mozzie Smith is one of those dudes. I mean, like they are, they've got real, there's some dudes up there that, that we're watching on Saturdays that are going to be uh, game wreckers like you're talking about uh, on Sundays and game days in the NFL here as well. And, and I just want to get to one thing on the Chiefs offense. I think we kind of viewed that Kadarius Tony trade as a pretty nice little luxury pickup right there, right? Because that offense was humming, you know, even without Tyreek Hill for, for the most part of this season. You know, it's still Travis Kelsey. They've made great use of Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, MBS is now finding the end zone. And then Kadarius Toney in this game, uh, you know, used in some of those creative ways with Andy Reid and finds his first career touchdown, which seems strange since he had a couple of monster games for the Giants in his rookie season. Um, but they make that move. And it look, now they need it because Juju Smith-Schuster had that kind of scary injury um, in this game and, you know, was lost for the rest of it. So. You know, now you plug in a Kadarius Tony and another piece for Patrick Mahomes to utilize. And, you know, here we go. Chiefs off and running once again. Right, no doubt. Um, got some uh, breaking news, by the way, that I just got in my ear. Uh, Lazarus Brooks has uh, has made it back. His camera has been uh, resurrected. It's come back to life. Uh, and Bucky is back with us right now. Buck, good to see you. Good to hear you. Uh, how about your take on that game you were at there, Jags-Chiefs? No, I just want to pick up on a point that Red made. Uh, Andy Reid is Santa Claus. Because, you know, we do those segments on Pat to the Draft where we talk about, hey, if you get this door, hear the instructions. I feel like Andy Reid can do that for any player in the National Football League, particularly a skilled player. So here we have Kadarius Coney, who evidently can't play enough for the Giants or doesn't fit in. But I'm watching there from the stadium, and Kadarius Toney looks like a version of Tyreek Hill 2.0, meaning they are using him all over the field. They get him the ball on fly sweeps and screens and bootlegs. He's running behind the line of scrimmage. He's making plays down the field. And when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is the final piece of the puzzle because their offensive unit had been good distributing ball to Juju Smith-Houston, MVS, and the running backs are solid, but they didn't have that one explosive playmaker. Number 19, Kadarius Toney, he's that guy. And so now the AFC has messed up because now the Chiefs have that X factor that they've been looking for to take the top off the defense, to give them that explosive chunk play every now and then. So now this offense will go from, I mean, I can't even say good to great because it's already very good. It may go from very good to excellent with Kadarius Toney being folded in. And it's all because Andy Reid knows how to utilize the skills of his top playmakers. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to studying this group. They're going to come out to SoFi, play the Chargers Sunday night football on this upcoming week. So looking forward to digging in and studying what they've been doing uh, offensively. All right, here's a tease for you. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to play Monday morning quarterback about what Saturday did on Sunday. We'll do it right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Maybe the most intriguing game of the weekend. It wasn't a game between two great teams by any stretch, but I think everybody was tuned in to see what it was going to look like with the Indianapolis Colts and their new head coach, former TV analyst Jeff Saturday, taking the reins as they go to take on the Raiders in Vegas. And lo and behold, big shocker, you won't be surprised if you follow the Raiders at all this year. They didn't look good. Uh, they lose the football game. Saturday gets the win and quieted a lot of his critics. Uh, Bucky, your thoughts on your former Tar Heel, Jeff Saturday, uh, going out there and getting a win first week on the job? 
Who says you can't get relatable experience coaching high school guys when it comes to the National Football League? They're just big (laughs) kids. Jeff Saturday just said, hey, it's no different than Friday Night Lights. Let's just do the same stuff that we did. But look, I kid, but give Saturday a lot of credit. The most important move I believe he made, he went back to Matt Ryan. He went back to Matt Ryan and Matty Ice calmed everything down in terms of at the quarterback position. Because when you look at the Colts at the time of his benching, they were 3-3-1. And a lot of stuff fell on Matt Ryan in terms of the turnovers and those things. But the offensive line hadn't played well. What they did is they put Matt Ryan in and they played like we thought they would play. Ran the football. Jonathan Taylor had a big game. Offensive line was better. And then Matt Ryan was just a distributor. And if the Colts play that way, they can win games. So hat tip to Jeff Saturday for just giving them a little direction in what was a very, very difficult situation for a guy who's never really been an NFL coach. Well, I, I thought also as a former offensive lineman, the game plan, you know, I know he's not calling plays, he's letting his coaches coach, but I think the the emphasis on being able to run the football, which they did extremely well. And then with Matt Ryan, going back and looking at all his passes in this game, it was quick game. It was back foot down, get the ball out on time, not trying to press too much vertically. It was very much rhythm and timing. He had a very efficient 21 of 28 for 222. Um, I mean, you saw some some rollouts, some RPOs, flares, flare screens, uh, tunnel screens. It was whatever you could do to try and slow down a pass rush and help minimize some of the damage that your offensive line has caused this year for whoever was playing quarterback. But I thought they ran the football. They were very, very efficient getting the ball out of Matt Ryan's hand. I believe he was only sacked one time in this one, Rhett. So it was a, it was a yeah. well-executed, well-designed game plan. I agree. Hats off to, to Parks Frazier um, and the rest of the offensive staff uh, for coming together and figuring out what was going to work best, what had not been working, and how do we figure it out here moving forward. And, you know, you go back to this uh, week one. Now, look, I, I get it. They tied the Houston Texans. You can say a lot about how that in- game ended up going. But they gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor 31 times in that game. And and then, you know, you get Taylor hurt early and he tries to come back. He's not the same. He re-aggravates, misses another game. And you just kind of wonder, like, what might have been had this season been more about Jonathan Taylor and if he was healthy? And I look, you can say that's a big what if, right? That, you know, all, all teams deal with that sort of situation with injuries. But, you know, gosh, are we even here if Jonathan Taylor is the focal point of the offense as a healthy running back for much of this season. Uh, it's a big if, but, you know, I mean, it was clear that they wanted to pound Jonathan Taylor early in this game. The first first quarter rushes, the second quarter rushes, they were setting a tone. And I felt like that was something that the offensive line needed to hear, too, and needed to get called and just kind of get their groove back because they'd certainly fallen off. And I don't know if it's coincidence or not that they played better this this week with Jeff Saturday you know, a Super Bowl champion center uh, for that franchise back in the building as the coach. I, I Maybe it had something to do with it, but they did play better and they dominated that game on the ground. Uh, and obviously they were aided by that big explosive run for Jonathan Taylor on that touchdown. So um, that's the formula. That's it moving forward. Matt Ryan stays in, you know, he stays within himself. He doesn't get sacked a bunch, not pressured as much because they're running the football. On the flip side, I feel like there have been a couple of different types of games for the Raiders, at least offensively. We can talk about them giving up leads, double-digit leads, which they've done multiple times. But guys, like there's either been like the big Josh Jacobs game or the big Devontae Adams game. And for the most part, in either one of those scenarios, they've come up on the wrong side uh, of the score at the end. 
And so I'm just like a, a little bit out of a, at a loss. And Josh McDaniels kind of sounded that way too after. He's like, I'm a broken record up here um, talking about losses. So DJ, let me start with you. Like what strikes you most about why the Raiders can't put together a full 60 minute game and get this win? Because it, it's, it's not for lack of talent, right? Well, I think there is a, a lack of talent a little bit on the offensive line. You can get carried away with all the bells yeah. and whistles that they have in terms of some of the skill players, but I think they're average in the trenches uh, along that offensive line. And, Buck, I'd kick it over to you. I just don't know how great of a fit this is with the play caller and the quarterback. Um, this is a, this is an offense that's been kind of funneled through one player in Devontae Adams, and if you look at Josh McDaniels and his history, it, you know with Tom Brady, it was all about spreading the ball around with a variety of weapons. I feel like it's just a, it's an odd fit right now. It, it doesn't look comfortable for Derek Carr back there at all, and obviously his emotions spilled over in the press conference after the game. Yeah, DJ, I think I think it was telling. Like in listening to Derek Carr talk about the emotions and how much everyone is pouring in and all that other stuff, they're not getting a return on the investment in terms of their time and sacrifice with the wins. And so I just wonder why there's a disconnect because. Josh McDaniels has been around winning. He's been with the Patriots for a bunch of years and won Super Bowl titles. He knows what it should look like. Um, you have guys on the Raiders who have won, who knows what it looks like. But for whatever reason, whether it's Derek Carr saying what he said, whether it's Devontae Adams talking about everyone's not fully bought in, there's some kind of disconnect in the locker room. And so before the Raiders can win, they got to make sure that they're on the same page. And how can Josh McDaniels do that? I don't know. But at some point, he has to appeal to the minds and the hearts of his players because it becomes more about that than the X's and O's. If he can appeal to that part of them and get them to buy in, then the winning will happen. But right now, the tactics don't matter. You got to make sure that you have the other stuff heading in the right direction when it comes to the culture of the locker room. And, and by the way, to kind of put a bow on this, guys, how happy is Jim Ursay? Not only... The uh, the bold decision to bring in Jeff Saturday and get a win, but against Josh McDaniels, who turned you down uh, to be the head coach of the Colts. Mm. Not to mention how sweet it was for Gus Bradley, having just come from the Raiders. He's there with the Colts, and they do a, a nice job of getting a win. Revenge all over the place uh, there for the sure. Indianapolis Colts, and a big win for them, a much-needed win. And they're very much in it. They're alive. We can talk about all the drama and you know whether this was an insult or whether this was a good thing. They're still in it. They have a chance to be in the postseason as crazy as this year is. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, anyway, so this is a, a fun show today, guys. Covered a lot of ground. We're going to have a couple more shows coming your way uh, later in the week. We're going to dig into some of these college players as we're getting some big, big college games coming up as we head towards yep. the college football playoff. And we'll talk about some of the top prospects headed to the upcoming NFL draft. Quick reminder, you can find our content, NFL YouTube, NFL.com, the NFL channel, and the NFL app. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Six. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.